Everybody asked me that, and I can't, I can't honestly say there was ever a defining moment, but I think there were constantly several things that I either noticed myself or that others drew to my attention. Welcome to Success Formula, where success is not a monolith. I'm Cole Johnson, ushering the many different paths to success, and my next guest has paved yet another road to get there. He is a second-generation chiropractor who has tended to athletes of all ages for almost 20 years. He operates and owns his own wellness clinic and uses natural and alternative health care as therapy. He also is an avid reader and an outdoor enthusiast. He's from the Midwest. How could he not be? Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) author... And chiropractor, Dr. Brad Freetag, a.k.a. Dr. Brad. Well, welcome to Success Formula, Dr. Brad. Thank you very much, Cole. Pleasure to be here. Appreciate the opportunity. I, I appreciate you being here. All right. So I looked at your bio and all your other stuff, too. Enthralling stuff. And I just just giddy. And I <laughs> had a tough time trying to form questions to ask you because I had so many. But uh, I will start here. Now, normally we hear people in the medical field, uh, they they tout the area of expertise in which they studied as basically their their uh, their field of knowledge. However, you promote being more well-rounded. So how did you grow to become an avid reader? Um, I think, uh, in my upbringing, uh, my father was a chiropractor. And um, I think in... In the Midwest, I had a I had a unusually natural uh, upbringing, and I think my parents were a little bit more open minded to health and wellness, uh, maybe than the average. I can remember such things as taking LG tablets for a uh, stronger immune system and health, which none of my friends in the block seemed to be doing that kind of thing. They were a little bit more prone to. Um, Going to going to the doctor and, and living out of a medicine cabinet, and so when my friends weren't always doing what I saw going on at home, then I think that spurred me to start reading and and researching and asking questions, and it's never stopped. Hmm. Yeah. So this thirst for knowledge is just a part of who you are. That's that's it is. It really is. That is interesting. Okay. If you didn't go, and I later say it's the family business. <laughs> if you <laughs> if you didn't head in that direction, uh what could you see yourself going into? Oh, that is a great question. Um I think knowing now uh, what I didn't know then, um it would be maybe further into the realm of nutritional therapy and nutritional counseling. Um, I also have always liked, um, optimism and encouragement. And I like how in the last decade or so, this role of life coaching has gotten, uh, significantly more integrated into the average person's, uh, wheelhouse for a tool to health and wellness. So I could, I would probably see myself somewhere in a mixture of life coaching slash nutritional counseling. Okay. Yeah. I, I, in, in just reading your stuff, I could totally see you going in that area because you 
you definitely in 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 the ways of healing you definitely say that is an element that should not be uh overlooked absolutely so that makes plenty of sense so uh outside of the fact you saw your father do this what gravitated you into the area of science um well uh i was lucky that my father was a chiropractor my uncle was a a medical doctor and he was a he was a radiologist um and so i was sort of kind of always introduced to both sides of of our healthcare system um but i always kind of felt like what we call the healthcare system in the States wasn't necessarily a healthcare system. It was more of a disease care system. I mean, there's nowhere else on planet Earth that I'd want to come down with a disease or suffer an acute injury. I mean, we have fantastic care for such, but I don't think even to the day uh, the Western world really got a true healthcare system established where we actually work to prevent illness or dis-ease or um, prevent the maintenance of someone already doing well. Uh, and so with the, with the lack of that, uh, that required investigation of science to try and figure out what I thought that might be for me and what I've, you know, uh, how I might be able to, once I figured that out for myself, uh, introduce that to, to others. And... I think that that desire is primarily what got me to immerse myself into science. Hmm. Yeah, because I, I, I have seen this intense love of just how things work for you. And that, yeah, and, and I, I've noticed this with, with people who are doctors. They seem to have that intense understanding of, all right, this is how it supposedly is to work. How can we get from where it's not fixed to where it is fixed? And there's this intense, intense study in getting from point A to point B about that. And exactly. I noticed that. That's, yeah. And, and it, yeah. And I, I admire you all for having that intense study and saying, you know what? I want to get from point A to point B and I can, I can talk about it and, and outline the steps from A to Z and so how to get there. So yeah, I admire that. I admire that in all doctors. Uh, now, you went chiropractor. Why not sports therapy? <laughs> it's a great question. Um, again, I think it was mostly based on uh, personal experience. And uh, when I was a freshman playing high school football, I uh, busted up my shoulder pretty bad, fractured my arm far up in my shoulder and I had two choices at that time and for a 16 year old it's a difficult decision I could either let my shoulder heal naturally um, and never play a contact sport again or have a bunch of uh, metal and metal plates and screws put in my shoulder uh, in order to play in order to play the game again and just with my experiences at that point I chose the natural route and have have forever been thankful for that decision and and I didn't see enough uh I didn't get enough help at that point having taken the more natural route uh in existing sports therapy and 
so I I saw there being more of an application of natural ways of healing and staying well through chiropractic, but there was no reason that that chiropractic couldn't be applied to sports. So for me, it was it was sort of that perfect perfect mix of both. Uh, I didn't I didn't feel like I needed to commit to to sports therapy just to work in sports. But I was afraid that if uh, if I did do that, then I would be giving up a deeper knowledge base of more natural, less invasive ways of helping athletes of all levels um, recover from injury uh, and or just stay well. Mm. Yeah, because I, I noticed, I was like, okay, she, he harps on athletes. <laughs> he, he, he harps on athletic recovery. I'm saying, okay, I, I don't really hear from chiropractors all that much. I was like, man, this sounds like a sports therapist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm sort of that, uh, I'm sort of that awkward, awkward mix of both. Um, mm-hmm. which is, you know, which is working great. And now, you know, 20 years ago, it was, uh, you know, it was not that common anymore. I mean, there's not right. a, you know, there's not a, a collegiate team or a, or a professional team that doesn't have at least one Cairo, mm-hmm. um, on their, on their team. And, and, Cairo is is starting to get you know our numbers are getting high enough um, recognition is getting um, good enough you're starting to see those who will only specialize in in certain components of chiropractic care and so I think those Cairo's who have chosen to be a, a quote unquote team Cairo um, have 100 percent committed to to the sports therapy concept which is great. Myself being born and raised uh, in the Midwest uh, and being in a very rural area, um, mm-hmm. I always knew that I was I was going to have other components to my practice, um, and I've yeah. I've always appreciated those other those other components. It's just another another way to be well rounded. I think is you know yeah. diversify diversify the practice. Right, right. Now, now you mentioned that uh, you play football uh were, were there other sports you play because you say midwest i'm thinking hockey <laughs> that is the only sport i never played really? um yep wow. yep you name it uh otherwise i definitely played it and then as a weekend warrior and an adult i continued with um and, and still do with um mm-hmm. endurance and adventure sports i've done um marathons and, and 50ks and off-road races, adventure races, North Face Endurance Challenges. Um, mm. I seem to be game for about anything but hockey. Mm-hmm. Me on ice skates <laughs> is that classic scene from Bambi. As, uh, she tries to walk for the first time. Yeah, that's. I definitely was not given that skill set or that gift. Wow. Okay. Well, that is good to know. A, a, a guy who grew up in the Midwest did not naturally <laughs> slip on skates. Nope, and skating not. on his nearest skating on his nearest frozen lake. Okay, all right. <laughs> Would have made for a great story, but <laughs> yeah. But I, I totally understand that, and look, <laughs> I'm, I'm clum, clumsy on skates too, so I, I'm with you on that. <laughs> so uh, you alluded to it earlier, but uh, I, I want to delve into it further. How did you understand being a chiropractor? was like I said earlier, the family business for you? Um 
you know, everybody asked me that, and I can't, I can't honestly say there was there was ever a defining moment um, per se, but I think there were constantly several things that I either noticed myself or that others drew to my attention that separated what chiropractic had been doing for me um, my entire life. So as an example of that, um, I recall in high school uh, someone making note that, you know, myself and and brothers and sisters always seemed to be um, just a little bit healthier. Um, You know, when other people, when there were a bunch of kids missing from school, sick with something, um, we didn't get it. Um, if somebody on my, one of my teams would, would, you know, get an injury as simple as a ankle sprain or something, they might miss three or four weeks of their sport. With my dad being a chiropractor, I would miss maybe a week tops and I'd be back, uh, back in action. So I think it was just several realizations, uh, up through my undergraduate that made me realize what chiropractic had been doing for me that I hadn't even noticed. I was just taking for granted. Uh, and th- the other side of that is that noticing, noticing what somebody was paying a price for already in college who um, hadn't had an injury properly taken care of and rehabbed or somebody who that had relied on um, over-the-counter painkillers and, and anti-inflammatories in order to keep going uh, rather than getting themselves fixed and made better, um, and then twofold, um, already in their early twenties, you know, beginning to suffer consequences from from taking those inside on such a regular basis, whether it be stomach problems, digestive issues, um, you know, what have you. I had Steve. I mean, to the day, I've only taken ibuprofen maybe three times. I'm middle aged. Oh, wow. That's that's pretty rare for an American. Yeah, and I've got I've rare. got no pain to complain of. Mm. Wow. Well, just goes to show how well you take care of yourself. Wow. Oh, well, I mm. certainly try. Like I say, in, uh, I uh, contributed a chapter to Jack Canfield's latest book, The Success Formula, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in there, um, in there, I had I had made mention that it's always been important to me to practice what I preach because I think you got to be an example if you're going if you're going to make suggestions and and try and lead people then. You better be doing better be doing it yourself to make sure that uh, they they see that it's that it's possible and that you know what you're talking about. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> totally important. Totally important. <clears throat> now, you mentioned that book, <laughs> and you segued me beautifully into my next question. So, yes, in your chapter in Success Formula, you 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 talk about an aspect that I haven't really heard a Cairo talk about. Now I've understood that being a chiropractor deals with a lot of the physical stuff of injuries, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. especially for the spine. But however, you mentioned the mental aspect of injury. So sure. How important is it for us to mentally heal from injury? Oh, it's, it is huge. Um, and I, I wouldn't say that it's, uh, that I feel like it's every chiropractor's responsibility to make sure that that they're themselves addressing a mental component of an injury as long as they are making sure their patient is uh, being directed to someone to handle it. 
Um, again, I don't know if it's, if it's something that, that every chiro would feel comfortable handling per se. Um, but I think it's, it, it's hugely important, um, in two components. Um, but you had mentioned, you know, recognizing the, the physicality of, of the nature of chiropractic and, and what it treats and so forth. And certainly, uh, mental stress manifests, uh, physically. And so there's going to be physical components, uh, to the injury, either aggravated by or completely created by uh, the mental stress of an athlete not being able to play the sport that they want to play. Um, a fine example of that, yesterday I got called in on a Sunday for a cross-country runner who'd been working very hard, fairly elite runner, had qualified for state just last week, Friday, and amidst his race, uh, had injured his foot, was hardly able to walk on it, I suspect, a fracture. So I had to tell him yesterday that... Um, you know, I know you worked hard all year. You had one race left uh, that would be running state and fractured a second metatarsal and highly unlikely that we'd be able to find him those that could help him be comfortable in order to get one more race done. That's a that's a huge deal for for a kid who's been working hard all off season and, and all season to be competitive and they can't run. So that manifests as a lot of um, muscular stress uh, it stresses the immune system, stresses the body's ability um, to heal the injury. Uh, and the other component is just that. I mean, um, being positive and keeping things in check is going to affect your body's ability to uh, heal itself, regulate itself, uh, maintain homeostasis. And so if those issues are swept under the carpet, I mean, one, they're never going to heal fairly from the initial injury and two it's just going to become a larger problem down the road so best best dealt with right away yeah now you're an avid sports fan so am i and we have heard often many athletes uh say that you know you know it's a physical battle to come back from injury but the mental aspect either was as tough or tougher to scale than the physical ailment that they healed from. And it's interesting to me that I, you don't really hear the mental aspect talked about with injury as much as you do the physical. And uh, I always wonder why that was the case. And I'm, I'm glad that I see someone who is in the field and says, uh, yeah, it's important for you to mentally get over this hurdle just as much as it is physically to get over this hurdle. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and there's, uh, you know, every cell in the body has memory. Um, and so when you are, when you suffer an injury, it's a, it's a body mind experience and every cell in your body is having a memory of that particular injury in some particular way, dependent upon where in the body that, that cell is. And so if those things aren't retrained, then that memory is always there and, and the body works on a system where it always takes a path of least resistance. And so if that path to injury is not retrained and that next instantaneous moment where they're Maybe a situation for injury. If it's not been retrained, it's going to take the injury route. Mm. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's important to know. Wow. Huh. Never thought of it in that way. <laughs> uh, now, <laughs> now, now in, in your chapter as well, you talk about, um, components that keeps people 
either it's athletes or your weekend warriors, <laughs> healthy and well. And you say there's six components. So uh, what are those six components to sure. keep your entire family or athletes well? Um, well, of course, I, I think I even state my bias in the chapter. Uh, I think the most important thing is, is regular chiropractic care. Um, and I, I think that's pretty self-explanatory. Um, I, put, I put nutrition right there as number two. Um, absolutely key. Um, hydration, um, which is another one of those, uh, I think, sort of like a mental component of an injury. I think hydration is often overlooked as to how important it can be to, to staying well. Um, when you get more into the realm of, of uh, the weekend warrior and, and just the, the adult athlete, um, exercise, sleep, I think, becomes one of the more difficult ones for the uh, active adult. By the time they manage family life and, and work life, Getting quality sleep can be can be difficult, um, and as we just discussed, men- mental management. I mean, um, there are just not enough people uh, in today's society that are taking the time to slow down and decompress, reflect on how they're really feeling, where they're where they're at in life, how they got there, is that where they want to be? If it isn't, how can they how can they get to where they want to be? Um, meditation is key. You know, being positive, daily affirmations, it's a huge component. Yeah, 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 it is. Yeah, it is. And, and well, since I have a chiropractor here, uh, I will ask this question. I think this is an easy one for you to answer. So what is the benefit of a patient who gets chiropractic care? That's a big question. Um. <laughs> Uh, I'll at least break it down into two parts because I would I would say tip, typically uh, we have we have two kinds of a new patient. We either have a new patient who has suffered an acute injury, uh, and so they are in pain and distress, or we have a new patient who has either hurt through the grapevine or has done some of their own research. And they haven't necessarily suffered an acute injury, not necessarily in pain, but they are looking for someone to be a part of their healthcare team that can help them stay doing well. For that first patient, uh, if you were to ask them, the greatest benefit is going to be the resolution of their pain and the rehabilitation of their injury uh, so that it's not reoccurring. And that certainly is a, is a fabulous benefit, especially uh, in today's world when we're seeing the consequences of the opioid epidemic. If we can keep people uh, away from having to take uh, any kind of drugs, even if it's just over-the-counter insets, um, you know, what a blessing for them. They can heal naturally. Uh, they don't have to take the risk of maybe starting with ibuprofen but moving to a stronger pain med and later down the road not being able to remove themselves from the use of that pain med. Um, and, I, and I think within that, it's uh, a large benefit to somebody not only to have their pain resolved uh, naturally but to be taught how to rehab that injury uh, and then continue to take care of themselves so that injury isn't reoccurring. For the new patient who comes looking for somebody to help uh, direct their wellness, um, now they're going to have the benefit of uh, someone with a doctorate-level education who can provide for them 
uh, the kind of care that will still be all natural and non-invasive, but it will help them keep all of their joints moving uh, through a normal range of motion, help them keep their flexibility uh, so that as they age, they can continue to enjoy life, especially the latter years, which if you look in today's society, again, we've got people uh, outliving their mobility and that's not how somebody wants to spend the last 10, 20 years of their life. And they have their, their mental capacity is there, uh, but they just are too stiff or, or their joints are too pain, painful and arthritic to, to move around. So they're stuck in a wheelchair. So that wellness patient, that wellness patient is never going to have to go down that road. The benefit to them is that they're going to have their joints taken care of, their soft tissue taken care of, any nutrition needs are going to be taken care of, and they're going to be taught and coached how to make sure that they um, can enjoy the last days of their life to the fullest. Hmm. Well, that is a golden, golden place to be right there. Absolutely. <laughs> now, your your practice uh, practices uh, natural and alternative methods instead of relying on strictly, uh, strictly medicine. So, if a person were to have sciatica issues, mm-hmm. and they would come to you and they would say, I've, "I've I've had these issues before and I've gotten steroid injections," would that be something you would uh, suggest, or would you just strictly go with uh, rehab and just to set the spine in place and then go from there? Um, well, I always discuss that with the patient to, to figure out what, um, what their goals are and what they want from me. Um, I would say that I would always encourage them if they're willing, um, to allow me to design a treatment plan for them that would begin 100% natural and, and to give that two or three weeks, and if we felt like we were getting where we needed to be, great, we would continue that. And if we weren't, um, you know, I don't like to see anybody in pain any more than anybody else. And there is certainly a place, um, you know, for drugs and surgery. I'm, I'm not saying that there is never a time or a place for, for drugs and surgery. So if we are not getting somebody's pain uh, under control, um, then absolutely. If something like steroid injection had been helpful for that person in the past, then we're going to make sure we get them to the right person so that they can, that they can receive that. But rather than maybe in, in, in episodes prior where that's all that they had, had given to them, we would send them out for that, get that steroid injection. So their pain levels come down, bring them back into our clinic and then finish taking care of the problem, fix all that spinal and joint misalignment with, with chiropractic care, give them some alternatives uh, to their eating style and some supplements that they can take that are naturally anti-inflaming um, and then give them stretches and exercises that they can do so that six months down the road, they're not back into another hot case of sciatica and going in for another steroid injection. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause uh, I, I would think that there would have to be, uh, cause I figured there had to be a, a, another road uh, or a natural road to that. And uh, yeah, I've I have heard that in that in that case, in that particular case, uh, I have actually heard the opposite. I've heard people frown upon chiropractic care, and I'm thinking maybe that would be the place you would have to go, considering you're dealing with nerve pinching and exactly, and and relief could probably be naturally 
helped if you got adjusted. You know, yes, just absolutely. the thought that I had. Yep, yep, yeah. absolutely. And why not start? You know, why not start naturally and 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 least invasive? And we've always got those more invasive means right. of uh, of treatment, but they also have significantly more uh, risky side effects and and potential consequences. Um, right. And so. We like to start natural and, and stay natural if we can. And if we can't, you know, then then happy day. Then we'll involve anybody else that we need to involve in order to get the patient healed and doing well and, mm-hmm. and staying doing well. Yeah, yeah, because that's really the most important goal, just to make sure that we have patients that come into your care leave better than they came when they entered the clinic. That totally is understandable. <laughs> Now, I saw this wonderful quote, and I can't remember where I saw it, but it was a good one. I, 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 I think you may know where this quote is. Uh, when health is absent, wisdom cannot reveal itself, art cannot manifest, strength cannot fight, wealth becomes useless, and intelligence cannot be applied. <laughs> so <laughs> what does this particular quote personally mean to you? Um, I think it's my personal testament to the, what I believe the significance, um, of health and wellness means to somebody's existence. Um, you just, you can't, um, I don't think anybody can fulfill their, their purpose, whatever that purpose uh, maybe if they aren't a hundred percent healthy, and I think health, uh, particularly in the Western world, is unfortunately just related to the absence or the presence of pain. We consider ourselves doing well if we don't have pain, and if we have pain, then we consider ourselves having a problem. But as soon as the pain is gone, then there is no problem. And what that leads to is a lifespan that has uh, a significantly shorter period of a high quality of life. Uh, and it leads to a lot of conditions and syndromes uh, down the road that, that steal people's quality of life that, that could have been avoided if they were paying attention um, to, to true health, which again, it's kind of what took me to the different components of health because it addresses physical, mental, the spiritual aspect of health so that someone can be, quote-unquote healthy, on all, all levels uh, of their existence. Yeah. Yeah, and I love of, I love the the other aspects of health that are in, addressed in that quote because it, it, it makes you realize that health is more than, like you said, it's more than just absence of pain or presence of pain. Right, absolutely. That, yeah. Herophilus was just a lot better at making making that statement sounds <laughs> eloquent. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh my gosh. I could, I could talk to you forever because uh, I'm enjoying the knowledge that I'm receiving from you and I'm enjoying actually just having the rapport that I'm having with you. But unfortunately we have come to the end of this interview, but before you go, uh, where can people find you and where can people partake of your, your, uh, your service? Uh, well, there are 
three easy electronic ways uh, that people can contact me. The first would be um, an email that comes uh, straight to the clinic, and that email would be info at Belleville, which is B-E-L-L-E-V-I-L-L-E, chiropractic, C-H-I-R-O-P-R-A-C-T-I-C dot net. So info at BellevilleChiropractic.net. Uh, you can go to our website, which is BellevilleChiro.com. That is the clinic site. Um, or they can go to uh, Facebook, uh, which is the standard Facebook.com backslash. Uh, and then we would be Belleville Chiropractic and Wellness. The and is the symbol and, and there are no spaces in those words. And, of course, the actual practice is in Belleville, Wisconsin, which is about 20 minutes south of the lovely Madison, Wisconsin. And we are actually looking to expand with a brand new clinic uh, that'll be in the same town, but a little different physical location uh, next spring. That'll make room for yet another Cairo and some additional support staff and help keep us cutting edge so we can continue to lead people to better lives of health and wellness. Well, that, <laughs> I think that's all, <laughs> I think that would speak for all of us. I think that's what we would like to have in our lives. Uh, individuals like you, uh, <laughs> author, <laughs> chiropractor. Well, I, I appreciate and, hearing that, Cole. <laughs> and, uh, weekend warrior enthusiast, uh, Dr. Bradfree Tagore. Why dispense with the, uh, formalities? Dr. Brad. That's uh, right. It was a pleasure, really, to speak with you. Wow. Well, thank you very much, Cole. Likewise. <laughs> and that concludes Success Formula. I'm Cole Johnson, reminding you that success is not just a destination nor a journey. It's a way of life. See you at the top.